how are you doing? Nice to finally meet you, talk with you. I'm yeah. great. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. My heart is already racing. I like am so awkward in live settings. <laughs> I I so am I. It's okay. It's it's just I I you have to play into it basically. This is this is my trick. All right. So it's like if you do anything embarrassing or dumb, play into it, and then instead it becomes content. All right. It, be, it becomes. Well, I mean. Yes. Yeah, that's my entire artist career. Like that's <laughs> that's this entire brand. If you haven't gathered, that is, I do dumb shit and play and do it. Like. <laughs> well, that, you're in the see. Then you're in the perfect place because that I, I I fully relate to that. Right. Everyone in chat knows that very well. So yeah, welcome. It's 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 fun to finally meet you and talk to you. Especially you know you're you're, you're somewhat of a newer artist in this in the sphere at least. Um, I guess to get it started off. As I was talking to you earlier, even just trying to do like a little bit of, you know, my little bit of research and, and all that, trying to see, you know, what the background is and all that. There's not much on the interwebs when it when it comes to that. So I guess when it comes yeah. to music and writing, like obviously you have your four tracks and all that stuff. And we're going to get into that. We're going to get into TikTok. But where does like like did you write music before? Were you ever like in a project before? Was it like is this the first kind of writing you've done? So I moved out to LA in 2015, straight out of high school. Okay. Um, and when I moved out there, I thought like initially I wanted to either be like a tour manager or doing something in marketing or like sync licensing, something like on the administrative side of like the music industry. Right. Um, and like I was going to school and I was taking like you know, I had business law classes and all of those things. And like two years into school, I was like, man, I hate the music industry. <laughs> so I transferred schools um, and then went for like, you know, production and like, um, like an independent artist project, like program at another school, like a trade school. Right. And um, while I was there, like kind of everyone was just telling me like all my teachers, like professors, whatever, they were all saying, hey, we think you're more suited for the songwriting world. Because I had even been telling people in 2017, like, I don't know, doing Instagram all the time seems very anxiety-inducing. I don't think that's for me. Right. Which, ironically, now my whole, like, shtick is I'm a social media girl of, like, you know, whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, so at the time I was, like, working in the songwriting world, um, kind of in the pop and hip-hop slash Latin music world, which right. is even, like, more strange because i don't speak spanish that i was doing that okay. um, but yeah so i was in that realm because around the time that i moved out here it was like 2015 so that was when all that stuff like first started coming out about like all these band allegations whatever and like i was like a diehard like warp tour kid growing up you uh. know like every single other like every birthday every like tiny like check from subway or wherever i worked as a teenager that would all go to like going towards con or go towards going to concerts right um then once i moved out here i was kind of like okay well this scene doesn't really seem like a place for girls anymore mm. and i think it was also just because like i was now 18 years old and it like kind of started setting in like what was actually going on you know like you get to a certain level of maturity and you realize hey that was weird that that 24 year old band guy wanted to hang out with me all the time like you know it's it's very so, scary how how like that hasn't gone away like we literally every every oh, week yeah. we do like news review and we're like what vocalist got canceled this week and like we fuck around with it even though it's like very serious because obviously it's fucked up that this this happens at all Right, but it's like yeah. it's almost like a meme at that point of like, oh yeah, I just right one of another one of our favorite bands, and just there we it's go. It's almost like too common now to feel real, like you know, yes. it's like crazy. 
but um yeah so i i moved out here and like all that stuff started happening and then around that same time like warp tour you know announced it was the last year of warp tour so i was like whatever like i'll take a break from this scene hmm. it is what it is so i was working in that whole writing world like very much behind the scenes and then in 2019 i started like telling all of my friends that were working in the songwriting world like because we weren't getting like the placements we wanted and everything and it's just like the songwriting grind is a very different grind from like the artist thing you're still getting in the same amount of sessions arguably sometimes more and you're seeing like next to no return on it but like mm. you have to i feel like almost upfront even more money right. to go to these sessions because it's like full-time work versus like an artist project you can kind of pick and choose your schedule better but like as a songwriter you're like at the mercy of other artists schedules yes. um so yeah so like i wasn't making the money i wanted to make wasn't seeing any really like you know, I wasn't furthering my career in any sort of way. So I was saying to my friends in 2019, like, hey, I want to start this kind of alt project. And everyone was telling me that like, the alt scene like is dying out. Like you saw everything happening, whatever with that. Like, if you're worried about making money now, like wait till you try and do that in a scene that's like dying. But like fast forward to literally two months later, Machine Gun Kelly releases a mainstream radio pop punk <laughs> album. And I was like, are you effing kidding me? Like, yeah. I'm so like, I'm so sick of waiting for people to like, let me do stuff. So I ended up releasing Are You Tired um, as an artist or like independent artist, like under a different name. At the time I was going by Rose, had to change oh. that name because yeah, huge K-pop artist now Rose, like there was absolutely no way I could compete with one of the biggest names in all of K-pop. Like yeah. not a shot in hell that you would know who I was. Mm. Um, like it was it was honestly kind of funny because you would look up rose artist rose band rose musician not a single like thing about me <laughs> and that was after i'd already done like because sirius xm like or octane was like cool about their they always like pick up new artists or whatever but people were tweeting at them constantly like get this girl um on octane because her song did well on TikTok. right so they had me on regular rotation there and then that's what got me in contact with my label but then like because at the time that like I got all this attention, I suddenly was gonna have to like change my name so no one would know anything about me at all. Like I still get now people just now realizing, oh, you put out that Are You Tired song or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's like kind of why there's absolutely nothing about me on the internet, but okay. also like, like I said, wasn't really working in the artist world until like 2020 is when my first song took off. And then hmm. I was supposed to have so I talked to a bunch of labels like right after that song blew up, ended up signing like in February or something with Hopeless. So that would have been about six months after that song came out. Right. So that's already like a fair amount of time. Um, and then I had like all these health problems come up, which I can go oh, into later shit. if we like start talking about the songs. But yeah, so I uh, had all these health problems come up. So we had to push back the release of my song, which would have come out in like April, I think. So still mm -hmm. like eight months after the initial release, we didn't end up being able to get that song out until like the last week of August. So it was like borderline an entire year since my first song came out that I got to do anything as scene queen. Oh my so like gosh. in other people's like eyes, they're like, she disappeared for a year, came back a new person or whatever. <laughs> but it was all like this stuff that just like right. had been planned for months ahead of time. But then like, you know, circumstances came up, I had to push it back or whatever. But it almost like benefited me in a weird way because I was already having to deal with like, I was stressed out about even changing my name because I was like, I just built up this like 
however like decent size of a following not that big like right. you know it was about a hundred thousand on tiktok but i had gone from like five thousand or like ten thousand followers to i released are you tired and within like two days got a hundred and twenty thousand on tiktok just from that one song that's not so bad <laughs> that's that's, that's yeah. all right yeah that's that's pretty decent yeah a, de a decent growth yeah. for sure yeah. but yeah so i had had this like falling and i was just like oh god i'm about to like kind of lose everything but then like because stuff had to get pushed back it almost worked out in my favor because i realized like okay now i'm just able to be mm. a new artist start fresh which almost like helped me because i kind of shifted my sound anyway yeah so it, like was sort of the perfect a bunch of series of things went wrong but it ended up okay in the end so i'm like happy about that now that that's a crazy journey i, I was gonna ask I, yeah, a few things with that yeah so like especially with the song because yeah even at the intro i played are you tired? Because like when I listen to that track, I'm like, okay, here's Pierce the Veil. Here's you know, here's the here's the warp scene. Like this is very much you know warp tour, and it's it's fun and it's good. It's catchy. It's got the hooks and all that. And I was like, oh shit, okay. And then you throw on the more recent stuff, and it's like this is different. Like this is very like trap metal with low tune guitars. You know, the songs if they go over two and a half minutes, it's basically illegal in that scene. You know what I mean? It's uh, like, yeah, I that's an adhd thing more than a genre thing okay. for me personally like i need two minutes in and out i cannot make it to a four minute song anymore but yeah yeah no that's well that's the thing i mean it, like and that's why i definitely want to go very into it like that trap metal stuff because it's 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 been around for a while but it seems now like the metal scene's finally waking up to it and understanding and all that also ties with tiktok which is really interesting and kind of the scene on tiktok and metal tiktok and how that's all correlating but so essentially, you're, you come from the, you know, background of, hey, I want to do something in the music industry, you know, Warp Tour kid, fuck yeah, relatable, right? Like everyone's misses the good old Warp Tour days with without creepy vocalists, you know, doing things, <laughs> except that part. And then you're just realizing like, fuck, like I'm gonna do it myself, which is what made you what gave you, I guess, was it just seeing other people do it that you were like, that gave you the actual confidence to be like, all right, go? Or was it something else that, you know, triggered it of like, fuck it like let's actually get in the studio and record this like right now so i recorded the song around like march or, or well are you tired i recorded that around march or april 2020 and at the time everything like in la you know they were saying on the news like there's gonna be like bodies in the street it's gonna be awful because of covid this is like right at the beginning no one knew it was gonna happen it's insanely densely populated or whatever i'm from like cleveland ohio mm -hmm. so my mom like sees all this stuff on the news and she's like freaking out so she calls me and she's like you need to come home like i know it's not what you want to do right but this is gonna take and like my sister um my older sister is like a doctor and right. she's like i need you to understand this is like longer than you think it's gonna be it's not gonna like you're not going to be the only one giving up like a series or a certain amount of time to go home or like be with family. Like, mm. just go ahead and go home. Don't worry about rent. Like, you can end your lease, whatever, come home. So I go back to Ohio and I celebrate my 24th birthday. And which now my 25th birthday is like coming up here in a few weeks. So it's like mm. crazy. Or no, 23rd. Sorry, 23rd birthday. But now my 25th is coming up. So it's like crazy in two years thinking that all of this happened. But yeah, yeah, so 23rd birthday, I'm in Ohio in my parents' like house. It's snowing outside and I'm eating like Pizza Hut as like our celebratory like <laughs> dinner because that's all there is like in my hometown. There's like literally nowhere to go to eat. So right. I'm like back home, you know, moved back in with my parents, like getting depressed as all hell. Cause I'm like, this is just not mm -hmm. what I thought my life was gonna be. And then it was also like after I'd been 
continuously beat down as a songwriter, you know, career-wise, just being like, okay, this isn't going to happen. You didn't get this connect for like this cut, this cut, whatever. So it was just like kind of at this point, or like at that point, I told myself like, I'm going to give it a year to make something happen in music. If I don't, I need to like start thinking about new options. Like either I need to go somewhere into like talent booking or whatever, but I'm going to give like this, you know, cutting in as a songwriter because I was at a point where I was literally out of money to continue to do it. Um, So then the pandemic was happening. I lucked out and got like, you know, the stimulus check or whatever. So it was like $2,000 that was supposed to go to my rent. Um, But I ended up putting all of that money into the mixing, mastering, production, all of that of getting my song out. Because I was like, if I'm going to do this song, it needs to be done so well that it can be cut for radio. And I remember saying it can be cut for radio. Like, it's so crazy now because I feel like I kind of manifested that because I had no (laughs) connections to like Octane. But then they played it on regular rotation like Mm. six times a day for like two and a half months, like something ridiculously long. Um, So like, yeah, I literally spent all my rent money on that to where I had like three or four dollars left in my bank account. And I had no absolute backup plan. I was like, if I don't do this now, I never will. So I did it and it paid off because um, nothing pays better than radio money. That is like the one thing in music that pays. And that's the one thing I got because I was like an independent artist at the time was that Octane radio money. So God bless Sirius XM Octane because I paid my rent back and then had like an additional like couple thousand dollars to continue on with music after that. Um, But yeah, so then like because of that, I ended up um, having like all these labels talk to me or whatever, which then gave me the ability to go forward. Um, But it was really just like that whole being home and having nothing else to do and no other options career wise that I was like, I need to take this into my own hands or whatever. And I think like it like worked out kind of perfectly because I was on TikTok before um, just making content about Warped Tour or whatever, because I had known that I wanted to go back into that scene. I wasn't a hundred percent positive if it was going to be like, with my own artist project or like writing in that scene or whatever but i knew i wanted to go back into the alt world right so i started tiktok with the idea of like hey i'm gonna have um or i'm gonna like use this to find community again because i've been out of it for like a few years now um so i just like started making like warp tour content or whatever found like about ten thousand people that like followed me that were really into my content because they're like hey this is funny like mm-hmm. we can be homies or whatever i followed back like the first ten thousand people that followed me on tiktok because oh. i like genuinely like you know how long did that take holy community. shit like to like did was that like did your finger hurt after fucking clicking like 10 i mean like so that's the thing it was like a few months because i started tiktok i think march of 2020 and then i didn't release are you tired till september 2020 right so like from march to september it was i literally because i used to even be better at posting than i am now and i feel like i post all the time but i posted every single day on tiktok for like months at a time just to get ten thousand. Right. which like on tiktok is actually really slow growth yeah so like people post like four like, a day sometimes which is in fucking insane it's crazy on yeah there. And I like, well, now it's crazy because I feel like I get like a couple thousand every single day. But then I was getting like, I was telling like my friends like, oh my God, I got 20 new followers today. Like I was so hyped on it, you know, but I wasn't even like trying to do the artist thing yet. It was literally just because I like wanted to have friends in the community and people to go to shows like with and stuff. So yeah, so like because I did that, then my engagement rate was really high and then they popped off like 
all my stuff for me essentially because as soon as i dropped are you tired people were like i didn't know you were a musician oh my god this is cool whatever yeah so like comment 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 right away which like massively drove up the algorithm and then like Damn. first song i ever released like had three videos that had like a million views on it or something like that um holy shit that, yeah i don't know that, it's like kind of a chaotic story of how i got to mm do this but well that's that's yeah, it's 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 surprising it's very humbling and that and that's so and that's again it's and that's why i love having guests on the show like you because it's like you know you see you have the image and that's great and image is super important and people might not expect like hey this was a person that literally fucking was like i am starving or i'm going to make my first track <laughs> you know it's like it's one or the other which is that's super fucking humbling you know what I mean? Like, that's actually a quite humbling story of, hey, we're going to put this into this, or I, I literally can't pay rent if this doesn't pay off. And I am, um, it's weird because I have a mirrored story of YouTube. I was the same. I just fucking graduated university and it was like, all right, well, do I fucking go and be a bookkeeper and hate my life or do I do this music shit, which is, you know, everyone says don't do it because you're going to be homeless. <laughs> and yeah. um, I have the same thing of like six months, if I can pay rent, I'm good. And just, you know, you go all in and it's, and when it pays off like that for you, like how did that feel being able to pay, like that first time you saw that money come in to pay rent after you bet it on yourself? Well, it's kind of funny now because initially like <laughs> it was a lot more money right away right, because right. I was an independent artist. Um, <laughs> I know how that works. <laughs> I, I feel like everything has moved so fast in my career that I almost like haven't really had time to process that, you right. know? Um, because then by the time that that month came around, because I like didn't have money, I was like, oh, thank God. But I also have an extra month's worth of expenses and like things right. just immediately like pile up or whatever. But it just like it was really like gratifying just to know that people cared enough to give me the opportunity to do what I was trying to do. You know, yeah. it wasn't like necessarily about because I'm still like down to hustle for zero dollars or whatever. I'm down to play these ten dollar ticket shows like my merch all costs $20. I'm not going to try and like run up my fans like a $40 shirt. Like mm. if it was like about the money for me, I definitely wouldn't have picked music as a career. I would have done that something else. That is a else, very you know? good point. Yeah. <laughs> and especially now saying like, oh, I'm doing like this niche sort of like yeah. trap metal, whatever. Like, you know, I would have picked a different lane if it was for the money. But I think it was just like really gratifying to see that people believed in the project enough to invest in something and it was kind of crazy because the song was like number one or number or like number two at one point on itunes like on right. the rock charts um <laughs> it's funny and like yeah so when i looked at the stat or like statistics for it you can kind of tell that my audience shifted a little bit from song one to song two right. i definitely had a bit of an older like audience just for song one and then like as time went on i got younger and younger people in yeah. but i think like one that has to do with like the style change and or like or the style or whatever and then two is like you know octane we're talking about like radio and i think radio just tends to be like more 30s ish like age group um but when i first had are you tired come out because it was like slightly a little bit older yeah. and it was like people that actually made their own money um <laughs> they were able to buy my song on itunes because they were like hey we'll actually like support this independent artist because i got so many comments that were like hey like right what can i do that actually like helps you money wise right so like i had like a fair amount of people actually buy the song on itunes which helped like massively for that which mm -hmm. was just kind of cool to see like how many people were down to just like financially support me mm -hmm. um not to say that they don't now but it's just like the younger your audience gets like obviously they're not 
running with their parents credit cards you know like they have spotify that someone pays for and they can yeah. run up your streams like well sometimes they are if they need to buy a new fortnite skin that's you know yeah exactly then, then, they'll, exactly. then they'll grab mom's credit card but I, it, it, I completely agree with you on that and that's it's funny how just that is the way i think I think just the younger generation is just used to consuming media for free. Like, there's YouTube, there's Twitch. Hi, chat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just every all all entertainment now is free, and you know it's monetized through advertisers instead. And instead, everyone's dealing with you know Raid Shadow Legends, Raid Shadow Legends all day and all that in their face. Um, where it's they're just like, wait, I have to, I have to. Own, uh, what is owning something? What is the fuck is buying? Wait, two dollars? What? What is this? You know what I mean? Where it's just. Yeah. Very. It's, I feel like it's a weird concept for a lot of young younger people nowadays, where they're just like, "What the fuck?" Like, if I want entertainment, I'm gonna go, you know, get it for free. And that older audience, and I think even that older audience probably is contributed to like a, a lot of people don't realize a lot of that warp tour. Like, we're all older now, <laughs> you know. It's like like the warp tour scene where you know the emo and the fucking skinny black pants, you know, dye your hair black. Like, we all we they all in the 30s now, 30 plus anyway. So it's it's cool seeing that transition but nowadays and tying into what you're doing especially now with with tiktok and the new stuff it's like there's this nostalgia core feel flowing through the scene where the uh the older generation the warp tour generation it's so weird calling that the older generation now um but the warp tour generation is so stoked on you know all these bands coming back and you know being seen and emo and all that but then the younger generations never heard this shit so it's like this is new to them and it's like, what the? It's 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 crazy how that's kind of evolved, right? It's so funny though, because I just get so many comments that are like, "She's acting like she's making a new thing or whatever." Which like ninety percent of the reason people say that is because they don't like read the stuff I say, and right. also I don't. I've never had the chance to like talk about it because my career has moved so fast right. that I literally like you know have four interviews now total. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so like I posted something and I was like, hey, I want to make like this, like I jokingly initially called it bimbo core, but now it's like become so like part of my brand that, you know, I had to run with it with the EP name or whatever. Right. But I was like, I want to make bimbo core your new favorite genre because I knew that like younger kids, because I'm on TikTok and that's the majority of who's on TikTok have definitely never heard this scene stuff. Yeah. But then like older people read that as being like, oh, your new favorite genre as in like, I think this is a new genre. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I like, I'm very aware of the space that I'm taking up here. Like right. my platform is like, my music is kind of a gateway for a lot of younger kids into like the alt scene, I feel like, because it's so now pop driven and also like has the like heavier guitar parts or whatever. Um, but then it also like plays into that nostalgia factor. Cause I'm like, I'm 24, about to be 25. So I was like kind of halfway between like, you know, Warp Tours, like Warp Tour, like yeah. bands like, um, I don't know, like All American Rejects and stuff like that, My Chem, whatever. But then also those Pierce the Veil, like Tumblr era bands. So I feel like I can kind of get like mm. either or, you know, with my music. Um, I can either play on nostalgia or like play into that Gen Z, like whatever world. Right. Um, but I think it's like, it's really interesting to see now, like just the dialogue between like, I can always tell in my comment section, like what age someone is based on what they think <laughs> my music is. Cause there are so many people and I like, I don't want to like hurt their feelings and be like, Hey, um, I'm not really doing anything mm -hmm. like totally new. I'm just repackaging it yeah. and then like giving modern flair to something that exactly. already existed. 
but like you also you know if it gets them into the scene who cares right because eventually they're gonna like dive into me like okay well what is an artist related to scene queen and they're either gonna find like mm. two even newer artists or like younger artists or whatever mm. or they're gonna find someone like from years ago and be like oh my god there's this whole world of artists that i haven't yeah. seen before so no well, i don't know i, think I don't think there's really a downside to letting them think that it's new <laughs> no yeah and and i think that's a very i think that's a pretty healthy mindset and i mean again being in in this industry whatever the fuck for a while now like it's nothing is actually new like everything you can you can listen to anything and if you know enough fucking crazy amounts of music you can be like that's that plus that you know, this band equals this band plus this band plus this band. Like, you know, it's it's everything is influenced by everything. It's it's I, it's almost impossible to literally be like, here's a new band or a new project that is just actually no. You don't even hear an influence. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's so hard nowadays. So, and especially with a lot of people banking, you know, throwing nostalgia out, which I think is great. You know, the good old days, and that's like, you know, I see that scene revival. I see the Warp Tour kind of revival. And it's funny because we're, we're, I'm 25, so we're almost the same age. So I also came up in the same kind of era of just just the tail end-ish area of Warp Tour. Like just the end of MySpace, right? Not being able to yeah. explore like the full glory days of MySpace when it was like that like super new, new hot thing. Um, and then like it being MySpace to Facebook and then Facebook to then like Instagram. And TikTok being like this brand new thing which it's cool to hear that you were already kind of on the grind and you were like hey this is something here like there's something here worth creating content for because this is going somewhere what what led you to go to tiktok because now it's obviously the, the smartest decision most people have ever made right yeah um so initially it was just like my my roommates were kind of getting on me about it because they're like, you're so funny. Like you would do well on TikTok or whatever. And I kept saying, I'm like, no, I'm funnier off the cuff. Like I'm not good at making content, right. which I still firmly believe that. I think my TikTok content, like the work tour stuff and like all of that, my funny content is like painfully cringe and not any, <laughs> but I'm like, but you kind of have to play the into cringe on TikTok. So it is what it is. Like, I'm not embarrassed about it, but it is genuinely not as funny as I like right. other people think it is, I guess. Hmm. But um, yeah, my roommates were just bothering me about it. Like you need to get on TikTok, like just make funny videos. Like they wanted me to get on almost as like a personality or whatever, but it's funny now because I was kind of like apprehensive towards that initially. And I think, being a personality on TikTok is like massively what drives my artist project now. And like, that's right. what got me attention more than anything from record labels is people were like, okay, like this girl clearly is capturing people's attention in the first three seconds of whatever she's doing. Mm -hmm. There's obviously something there. And I hadn't honed in like into that whole, like, you know, girly ditzy, like playing into that, which also like came from being on TikTok and just like, the comment section and everything like is what made me decide to go this route like with the branding and everything right but yeah initially it was just like people were telling me like we think you'd be funny on there so that's how my content started as just like the warp tour or whatever but i knew that i like wanted to hone in on that one niche because like i said i was looking for community and stuff at the right. time um and now yeah best decision i ever made for my career obviously yeah that's 
Fuck. the soul like driving force behind my music right no that's that's super cool i, I love the self-awareness too and i think that's very important in modern age you know it's just it's just self-awareness like as a as a creator of any music you know and to not be a musician and be like everything i make is always amazing you know because it's it's impossible no not not everything yeah. any musician makes ever is ever the best i mean and it's very funny to see that like kind of almost semi-self-deprecating humor which I, I know a lot of content creators using, including myself, you know, because it's like, it's, yeah, you have it's to. It's so funny. Like, I self-deprecate all the time, but then my music is very, like, cockiest thing you've right. ever heard. And I I know that I'm polarizing on, like, social media. I'm very aware that I'm doing mm. what I'm doing. Like, walking onto the screen going, like, I think I'm harder than all the boys in the metal scene. I'm like, yeah, okay. Evidently, I don't think I'm the heaviest band in the entire world. Right. But I do feel like you need to like kind of, I don't know, poke the bear a little bit yes. to get people like to notice, you know? And I'm like, and worst case scenario, even if the people didn't like my music, I honestly feel like my music has stirred up so much conversation about like, what the scene was or used to be or whatever like mm -hmm. i feel like because of my music people are you know looking up broken side and shit like that again you oh know my god I mean? broken side. i'm like so whether that was your thing or not you know like because i'm you know stirring the pot a little bit and being like a right. little overboard with the things i say it's definitely like causing discussion which i don't feel like is a negative and i always say this but i'm like the louder and more out of the box I can get with music and like content and what I'm saying, I feel like the more room inside the box there is for other artists. Yeah. So I'm like, it takes a lot of like weird outlier people to make room for like, hey, we want a new female metal, like metalcore band to be mainstream. Right. Okay, well now we have this weird whatever scene queen is girl that's like mm -hmm. drifting into like whatever territory. So now there's like, an opportunity for people being like, well, this isn't exactly my style, but do you know someone that kind of sounds like this, 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 right. and this? And I can point you to this band, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I, it's it's great that a few things, like it's great that you kind of, you, you play into that in a sense and you call it a brand, which I want to get into too, like that business mindset, which is very important in the music industry, of course. Um, but it's funny because obviously there are actual, there are musicians that sometimes do are, are like i'm actually the best you know what i mean like they are like super fucking cocky and ego but sometimes they can't back it too right there's some musicians that fucking are legitimately like no i think i am the best person why am i not on the biggest you know platform why am i not getting all the sales why am i not selling out arenas right and and it's fucking funny because that exists and then a lot of people sometimes might misassume that of someone who's just fucking around you know having fun making fun music and think you know they'll just sit there on their chair and be like that fucking person they're just you know they think they're so good fucking blah 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 whatever the fuck and not realizing that like yo like i'm having fun like you can chill fam <laughs> you know what i mean well that's the thing too is so before i even started playing into it i was getting comments like that like with are you tired i literally like are you tired came out right and i like didn't have money for a music video didn't have money for a photo shoot whatever like the album artwork for are you tired i bought on fiverr so i had someone do it <laughs> that's like, the $10. most like millennial like response i've ever heard i love that yeah sorry continue <laughs> yeah so i i had that done on fiverr and i was still getting like all these comments like oh this girl thinks she's the next thing in like metalcore whatever genre like people wanted to decide are you tired was at the time right um 
And I was like literally doing nothing. I just like went on there and like it was it would be in response to like a muse or like a TikTok post of me like crying, being like, I'm so excited that this finally got out because it was like such an ordeal for me to even put out that song, you know, because right. it like cost so much money. I got it remixed like three times because I didn't like the initial like like mix and then send it to someone else and send it to someone else or whatever. So like I just gone through so much to get that and then like still had all these people being like she thinks she's so good or whatever and i realized like a lot of that comments like just because again this was before it was even like poking the bear or doing anything at that point like i'd gone only from making funny warp tour content to posting video of me crying being like i'm excited this song came out or whatever right um then like i was getting all these comments and i was like okay well i'm gonna play into this because i can tell that a large portion of these comments are coming from they think based on what I look like that I'm like a certain way. So they either think like I come from money or whatever, or that I'm like superficial because I'm blonde and dressed like super feminine or whatever. So then with my branding, I was like, I'm just going to play into the full, like, uh -huh, I am better than you meme girl thing <laughs> because I'm like, there's this weird thing in the music industry where we like villainize women. And especially in the metal scene, um, it's like very apparent that they do this where either like to be perceived as being like super hard or like as hard as a guy, they almost either want you to a make yourself like more masculine to do it or B you need to be some sort of like sexy vixen to where like yeah. you kind of fit to the male gaze or whatever, which there's nothing wrong with that. You know, like if that's your thing, that's your thing or whatever. But for me, like I've never looked like that either on either end of that spectrum mm -hmm. so i'm like so if there's not going to be a place for me where i'm not going to get judged i might as well just like do what i want and say fuck it i don't care if you judge me whatever right. and play into it and i think by doing that like i almost like stirred up something within other like <laughs> hyper femme girls in this scene that now anytime i post something like girls are just like you're a misogynist if oh, you don't like her which i didn't crazy. say you had to like my music or you're a misogynist right. what i did say was I'm like the amount of like yeah. intense hatred I get for my music, I feel like is stemmed in like a fair amount of um, misogyny. Like I'm not just getting like a, hey, I don't like your music. I get a, your music is trash, die comment. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like I get genuine, Damn. before I came on here, I had like first thing I opened on Instagram was just a comment on this like post that I had that was like me posting on um, Instagram being like, we sold out like, the last two dates of my UK tour within the first 48 hours. That's like, amazing, I did by not the way. Expect... Congratulations. Thank you. But I had no, like, concept, you know, of how, like, much my music was growing or whatever. Like, I am humble to a fault to where, like, we didn't get enough, a big enough venue for my show because I didn't know if I could sell tickets. Right. And then, sure enough, three, like, days after I announced it, they're, like, gone already. Hmm. But, like, the first, one of the first things I see when I wake up is just this girl that literally just says, like, die, period, in response to, like, me being like, I'm so stoked about this or whatever. Jeez. So it's just, like, I get, like, so much intense hate on all platforms now that I'm, like, if I can't win, like, I might as well be the thing that they hate the most. I might, I might as well be the most annoying thing to the people that I already <laughs> annoy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I already anno annoy people so much that I'm like, why not make it un like bearable to be on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> that's, I, that's that's such an. I, I again, like, I really I respect the fuck out of that mindset. And yeah, the fucking. I even I, I had a chat with. Uh, I was talking. I think it was yesterday with Kyle and Courtney. Courtney of a Spirit Box. I don't know if you know that band. Yeah. Um, 
And even to her, like, she was saying, like, yeah, I get hate comments. And they're, like, really, like, they, they're really fucked up. Like, very, you know, anti, you know, woman. And I'm, like, like, me and Kyle are, like, sitting there, like, oh, fuck. Like, that's, like, yeah, this is real life. Like, this is fucked up. And it is very prevalent, unfortunately, I think, in the metal scene. And, and it's it fucking never should be. But, you know, it, it's great having, you know, very strong female um, personalities out there being, like, hey, like, this is not okay. And, of course, fucking dudes and whoever can support, too, and being like, hey, like, that's not cool. You know, like, fucking grow the fuck up. You know, this isn't, f like, just fucking be an adult. <laughs> you know, like, grow the fuck up. This person is doing what they're doing. They're having fun and they're being badass and writing the music they want to write. Who the fuck cares if it's a dude or a girl or whatever the fuck? Like, it's it's yeah. very fucking messed up. So I'm, I'm glad that, you know, there's people like you and other, obviously, artists that are coming out and being like yo like chill the fuck out like i'm doing this if you like it or not and I, lo I love how you're taking the idea of like almost playing into the villain it's you know which is a very it's a very content creator mindset because I, I i relate the fuck to that in the sense of like you know you're a youtuber you're a twitch streamer you do whatever the fuck tiktoker you know people are just gonna have a bad day and just come on your content and just be like fuck you you know what i mean like it's just life for some reason you know people think that they have the the you know that, that you're you're not humanized enough in that sense maybe to them so they're yeah. just like oh here's this whatever the fuck they don't care you know they're 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 famous or celebrity or doing something really big in this space and they just want to let out their frustration and think no one's going to see it and it's always funny a lot of times if you in the sense you know i, I the way i at least deal with hate and i want to ask you how you deal with a lot of them or if it's like the ignore or if it's like the clap back but I make jokes usually back. So if they're like, you know, I hope this person dies, I'll be like, fuck, man, that's going to take me a lot of work. Like, I'll try to get on it, but there's no promises. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> trying to play into it. And usually a lot of time they're shocked that I'll even reply. And they're like, oh, ha, 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 you know, I was just kidding. Or, and it's like, you know, you fucking weren't. <laughs> you know, you just, you, you were just fucking mad. But yeah, how do you, like, do you have a default go-to? Do you joke about it? Do you, do you just fucking completely ignore it? What's your default for hate? So I'll be honest with you, like the hate because my project is so new is like very much kind of new to me. And I think oh, if okay. you were to go on TikTok and look at like the videos made under my sound, you'd be like, ooh, that's a lot to deal with. So like for me, it's something I'm actively working on because like so this is the whole thing too and this is like again like kind of the sad part of like why i started to play into what i'm doing now so like don't feel bad it's okay i'm past this point but like right. just fair warning gets kind of sad okay. um <laughs> i say that like smiling and laughing i'm like don't worry but like it's kind of depressing yeah but yeah um i like so when i first started like the you know, project where I was rosé or whatever. I was getting like all this intense, like comments and they weren't even about my music at certain points. Like they would just be like, why are you guys so obsessed with this like girl? She's not hot or like, oh, she's fat or oh, she's this, Jesus she's this, Christ. this, this. So like while I was getting, or like in the process of getting signed, I was kind of having this like low key breakdown where I was like, oh my God, like mm. my label's gonna put me in front of all these people that have this mindset already that I'm already like, I'm already getting hate or whatever. And my label is going to amplify this if I sign to them, right. which is like, obviously not what they're trying to do, but that was like the like mental state I was in at the time. Mm -hmm. So like, cause this is, again, I went from posting funny content 
to suddenly my first song I ever posted like did well on social media. So there was no like, oh, I played to my friends, then played to this, played to this, where like the hate kind of like grew over time. It was immediately <laughs> it was, it, it, was it was sporadic. It wasn't like this nice toned like hate where it's like you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're carefully growing it. No, hate. it's just right away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it started right away. And it like it got to this point where like I literally stopped like eating entirely for like three oh months. And I dropped a massive amount of weight like i'd say it was like a third of my body weight or of something like that in like two or three months so like it was so fast that it like ended up giving me like permanent heart problems um so i had to go to the hospital because i was having like all these blood pressure problems where anytime i would stand up i would like see stars and like almost like pass out or whatever and like i couldn't like walk for a few weeks or whatever oh my god oh. like i I was in the emergency room and I like was on the phone with my mom just being like, I need to come home. Like, and this is after I got back to LA. Cause like I, I made all the song like in Ohio during the pandemic, came back to LA, put out the song, it blew up. And then like, I was getting signed or whatever. And then all this stuff happened um, while I was writing pretty in pink, which is actually what that song is about. Like just people's like mm. perceptions of me. And then like telling me I need to look like this, 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 and this like massively took a toll onto me like took a toll on me to where I was like this is it like this is too much for me I'm just gonna like let myself wither away and I won't have to deal with it mm -hmm. so I had that happen called my mom said like I need to go home or whatever I went back home to Ohio for like three months and like had to do all this like cardio rehab stuff where I was like you know training on a recumbent bike and like doing all this stuff to get my heart back into a place where I could like walk without getting lightheaded oh um my God. Yeah, so then, like, by the time I filmed the Pretty in Pink video, I had already been in, like, eating disorder recovery, like, fully recovered eating-wise. But, like, while I was filming Pretty in Pink, like, I couldn't feel my toes or anything because I still had all these heart, like, issues. So, like, if you watch Pretty in Pink, the majority of that video, I'm, like, sitting down in the video because, like, I literally, like, had this, like, heart issue and, like, dancing around is a lot for me at the time or was a lot for wow. me at the time. So yeah, so I had that coming, I like had all that stuff happen. And then when I released Pretty in Pink, just by me saying that like, hey, I'm doing like, I called it something like the girliest switch up in a metal song, which obviously I don't think I'm the girliest girl. I'm like, it's TikTok, you use hyperboles, it's whatever. Oh, uh, yes. You know, so I'm like, oh, yes. but because I posted like something like that, and also, like I said, people thought I said I invented a new genre, which, which if you actually read it, I never said that, but whatever. So because people thought that, they were just, like, so intensely mean to me right out the gate. And then, like, Hopeless Records, like, teased my song on their, like, Instagram. And that was then people that didn't even know me from TikTok. That was, like, first glance, first listen to my sound. People immediately hated me or whatever, like, certain people. So I was just like, wow, this is a lot again. So I ended up having this, like, freak out the day that that song dropped. And I met up with my producer... Zach and then like Ronnie from as it is for this writing session that we had already had booked and I like walked in there and I was like crying and they were like what happened like your song just blew up on TikTok like your set your follow-up to are you tired was like blown up on TikTok or whatever like had all these pre-saves for the song or whatever and I was just literally like this is like getting to be too much like already and it just started so I released the title or like I recorded the title track to the EP um bring it on which is just like a massive fu song and then pink bubblegum which is another like massive fu song which is just me saying like 
hey, I'm going to play into all these cliches that everybody else uses, but right. I'm going to pop off because I'm going to do it my way. Hmm. And doing it my way is like the important thing. So like having that session was like massively therapeutic for me and just like having the friends around me that I made like pretty in pink because they saw me in like the height of my eating disorder. Like they knew how skinny I was, but they had just met me. So they didn't know like uh. exactly what was going on. So then when all this stuff happened, we had to like cancel sessions and push back the release date. And I was like telling them and they were like, you can like, these are like, again, people that I just met, like Zach and Ronnie had literally met them, like had three sessions with them, like known them for three days. And they were like telling me they're like, whatever is going on in your life, like you need to know that like, you can do music without being this, you know, right. like you don't have to do that. We like the stuff you're doing. We see what you're trying to do and we believe in it. And we're going to back you hundred percent. And then like having them there and then like having my label being like, it's okay. We deal with mental health, like all the time, like artists have this all the time, like stuff happens, like push back the release. We're not going to hate you for it or whatever. Like having my whole team behind me just kind of like rally for me, made me realize like, okay, I can do this like I can make music or whatever. And then like, I think now because I've dealt with all that like horrific stuff, like to the most extreme, I had the worst possible reaction to hate comments. Oh. Then now I'm like, I'm getting a lot better at like, when someone says a hate comment, like I just like don't focus on it or I keep scrolling. But I do love, and it's not necessarily clapbacks, but I do love a good name drop in the comment section <laughs> to tell people off. And for example, I had this guy comment on my page and say something along the lines of like, this isn't real metal. Like you want to listen to good shit, go listen to left to suffer. Like they don't suck like you or something. And I literally, this is the only time like in the past few months I've done it, but I responded. I'm like, left to suffer. You mean the band that follows me? And then like two days later, Taylor from left to suffer, like suffer duetted my video and was like screaming over the song. On our, and I was like, F you, they like me better. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm so, I'm so sorry to hear that. That's so fuck. That, that's sad. You know what I mean? That, that people who, you know, want to creative and have fun have to, you know, go through that. You know what I mean? Especially now in, in this day and age. And I mean, again like relating starting what i did shit eight years ago like i definitely you know i, I was i was not liked <laughs> you know so i can relate to you on that in that sense right and a lot of creators that are just trying to do something and have fun you know usually usually aren't because they they you know they they're not the perfect picture that someone's expecting and they're shaking their grounds and you know but it that's the best part is in the sense of it does help you um grow that thick skin early you know what i mean and it's that's so that's it you it's you shouldn't have to that's the fucked up part yeah right no one should have to grow a thick skin in that sense of uploading something they had fun doing and then instantly getting fuck yourself i hate you go down you know what i mean like in any, any capacity no one should have to deal with that and it's just we're in the fucking age which unfortunately i think we are and even you know I, I do a lot of reacting to TikTok and stuff, you know, which, yeah, uh, which yeah. is, which is, it's, you know, it's fun. And when I do that, I'm like, yeah, some of these videos are a bit more, you know, off the walls than the others and cringy, but it's like, you got, you know, I got to be respectful still. It's like, Hey, that's, that's a person, right? That's still a person. Even if I, it's some weird fucky video, like whatever. And even I'll notice and I'll be like, Hey, why? Like there'll be some hate comments about this other person. I'm like, no, like fucking check yourself. You know, like you don't fucking know what that person's going to. You don't know that person. Like, Sure, the video's funny and a little corny and whatever, you know, sure, you know, have a little fun, whatever. But, like, in terms of actually attacking the person and their personality, like, 
you don't fucking know them. You know what I mean? And it's so sad that in modern day that people have to deal with that, especially someone like you who's a new creator coming into this space, trying something brand new, actually blowing up. And then it feels, I'm sure it feels like it's, it's like uh, amplified even further for someone in your space who's also doing the TikTok thing, which is not in the metal scene as favored for some fucking reason, right? Yeah, and I think like, <laughs> to be fair, on social media, I am Regina George energy. In real life, I always say like, I'm Elle Woods emo, and I am a serial, <laughs> serial optimist. Like I am like the pinnacle, like sorority, you're like, oh my God, like so excited for you, whatever. Right. Um, <laughs> so I think like, it was just hard for me to even comprehend that some people would just be mean to me in general. Right. So I think like that didn't really suit me well for like, preparing for hate comments now in hindsight i'm like okay i should not have thought that no one was gonna like dislike me <laughs> like that right. was a naive like assumption on my part but whatever like i'm just one of those people that i'm like i can kind of respect any like music if it's not my own thing like i don't really care and i'm never gonna go out of my way to like shit on someone's social media you know because i'm like this is kind of weird energy you know like yeah. to like, go out and comment and be like what you know it's one thing to like leave constructive criticism or exactly. be like hey that's not my thing or whatever but like the going out of your way to be like yo this shit is ass bro like whatever <laughs> like that that is like just not my shtick or whatever yeah. but um i think like yeah part of it now like when i first said i'm gonna play into it i didn't really realize like how much more backlash that was gonna cause and again i'm like a serial optimist so i'm like people will get that this is a joke but like <laughs> that didn't happen right away right, and right. i think like i mean it's fine it, it, it's worked for me in hindsight but i think like there have definitely been some moments with like my manager that i've been like um are you sure that we're doing the right thing because it like it's one of those things like you have someone like on a roller coaster and you're like, I'm sure this is fun, but it does not feel fun right now. Like, you know, right, right. I need someone to hold my hand and be like, it's okay. Like you're doing the right thing. I know it feels terrible, but this is going to pay off in the end. Yeah. Like being an antagonist is arguably like way harder than being a nice person. <laughs> like, Oh yeah. And, but... and it's, it's, it's interesting. Cause actually one of the reasons I want to have you on the show is actually cause I, I have, which I'm going to get into, of course, the new album and the new tracks and all that is I saw is we, we checked out pink Rover and it, it was fun and it was it was funny and i was like okay you know and even myself i was like i i don't is this is this an image is this like fun is this is this serious you know what i mean and in that sense and it's that's one of the big reasons i even wanted to i was like yeah like let's have her on because i actually want to get to know you and actually see the person kind of behind doing all that fun shit because it's so it's always so hard to um distinguish intent i guess on the internet and like personality even right it's it's so tricky not that people should need to do that people should be able to have fun and do whatever the fuck they want and not get scrutinized not get criticized but unfortunately the internet is the internet right <laughs> Just yeah well i think like part of it though i also try and keep that same like energy of where i'm playing into this like villain and making jokes about it with my like lyrical content right so you know having in pretty and pink like that oh well pink casket like about like <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna blow my brains out on the side of the wall, like very dark lyrics. Yeah. But yeah. then having that like joking whatever, and then also having you know in, um, Pink Rover the like song about getting catcalled or being like I'm gonna uh, cut his boner off or whatever, and then having the like, uh, what is the second verse like the 
geez, just girly things, like covered in blood, just girly things. Like right, right. knowing that it's, I feel like having a joke in the thing is very more tr or realistic to like how I would say things. And I think it honestly is the most like true to me thing I could have done as an artist is making music that's like intense, but has like a comedic sense yes. to it. Because if I was telling you the story, like about my trauma, it's hard for me to just like be very upfront about it. I'm gonna have to throw in like jokes here and there. Like that's just what I do. It's a coping mechanism, you know? Right. So I think having that in my lyrics kind of like, I feel like translates in a cool way now. And then having my artist project like image wise being like, oh, I'm playing into this villain or whatever. Like I'm gonna make a joke of every single scenario you put me in. Like I think kind of makes it cool. And I think the best advice I ever got from someone at my label is you never want to be cooler than your artist project. And I literally try and think about that all the time because I'm like, I am a hundred percent not cooler than my artist project. Right. I'm at the point that my uh, artist project is like substantially cooler than me because it is way, it is way more confident and way more like whatever. Right. And I am like, so, you know, hmm. affected by the most minded comments or whatever. Like that's, that's me. Right. Well, I'm I'm glad it's again you're you're taking that very optimistic approach because the internet. Like, yeah, I've I've been on here for eight fucking years. It's a uh, it's 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 a place of assholes. <laughs> so, 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 it's definitely that, and, there, and it's cool. You know, there's a it's a place of opportunity. It's a place of really nice people too, and great communities. You know what I mean? But there's always you know going to be places which are just going to be dicks and just throw you down. I mean, even fucking I've been doing this for a bit, and if I go on Reddit, like that's that's. It's like if I go on Reddit myself, it's only if I want to see pain of myself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm inviting that into my own life. I'm like, I'm about to go on Metalcore Reddit right now. This is not going to be good. Like, I'm emotionally needing to get prepared for this. Why would I do this to myself? You know? But then you'll go, and it's so weird because it's always like these pockets of places that are like, they don't like this person. They don't like this person. I don't like you. I don't like this genre. I don't like this style. And it's like this very elitistism kind of mindset, which is unfortunately very strong in metal and i feel bad that you you have got i mean i feel happy for you that you've got into this realm because you seem like you're passionate about it and it's fun but i feel bad on the sense that you have to deal with all the bad parts of it as I mean, well like, you know i love when people feel bad for me i love a good pity party but honestly like <laughs> i think it was kind of necessary for my career like i'm chilling now but it was just like initially it was a lot but also i am like kind of cynical and have a very like messed up sense of humor so like part of me when i found out that you wanted to do this i was like does he want me to come on there so he can bash me because i would love that <laughs> like i <laughs> if i have a story of like i had to go public and get like bashed for 20 minutes in front of people and just like sit there like if i hum humiliating experiences are what like drive my artist right. project you what know? better place than the nick nocturnal channel of, of course right yeah. yeah 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 no not even like you setting not even you doing it but just like having the chat like absolutely rip me to shreds for hours and hours like right. the cynic in me was like Oh, uh, uh, hell yeah. Like, I'm, hell, I'm down to see it. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, even, again, chat's been fucking, chat's been, that's why, again, I, I love having people on, especially like you who are, who I want to understand and who even my community wants to, we want, we want to understand in that sense. Cause again, you see the deeper person, you gain this whole like different level of respect, I think, which, you know, it's, it's hard. Like I said, we had Jacoby on the stream from Papa Roach, which I was talking to you before the stream, even. And it's like, you know, Papa Roach, legendary band, they're huge. Not a lot of people in the metal scene, you know, super enjoy them or whatnot. 
And they think, they look at Jacoby and they see this, you know, dude who's looking like he's 20 years old, but he's an older dude, you know, and they want to poke fun. And, you know, even having him on the show, this legend, comes out here, dude's confident, dude's having fun, he's just talking, shooting the shit. And I guarantee you probably 60% of chat and the community changed their mind that night. Just, just seeing them in person, you know what I mean? And seeing how they are and seeing the community. And that's what I love, again, having someone like you on the show, which I think... that is very um misinterpreted on the internet you know and and to see oh yeah this is a normal fucking human being like that that ever has their own problems you know that is just doing something they're passionate about and just gets shitted on the internet for it and in a specific scenes for it unrightfully so and it's cool to see the humanized um version i think of a lot of artists such as yourself you know what i mean yeah no, I mean, I was kind of hoping that they'd be like, oh, yeah, she's dumber than I thought. But <laughs> <laughs> they're like, no, she really is a bimbo. Wow. Like, that's what I was hoping for. But respect is cool, too, I guess. Yeah. Plus five respect is all right. Yeah, that's that's something that is it comes by much rarer in the music industry. So it's it's always like, all right, you know, respect. And then fuck. All right. Next day, I'll take the hate and all that. All right. Sure. Next week of hate. And then you'll get the ever so often plus five respects. Again, I, I can mirror that to my career very much. You know, it's hate, 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 plus five respect from a cool artist. All right. The hate's like, it's not that it makes up for it, but it like, it shields it a little bit. It makes it, makes it better in a sense, right? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I'm not even like, you know, I have the majority of my comment section is positive. It's right. like, it's funny though. The top comments are always like, negative but it's because people are afraid to leave negative comments right. and they're more likely to like a negative yeah. comment oh, than yeah. make their own so i'm like so it's like the top comments are all negative well like, if you actually like where to go comment by comment by comment and like scroll down it's more positive than not and it's like a lot of people standing up for me being like yo chill it's not that serious whatever right. so i'm like so I mean, having all the like hatred and stuff too massively has driven up my like engagement rate. So I could never be mad about all this. Like it is what it is. Like that's that's the not- that's like the I call it like kind of the Franz monster. I don't I don't know if you know Attila by chance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's like I, that's I have Franz on the show any fucking day, even though he's like a decently somewhat disliked dude in like the metal community, but not in like artists usually don't say he's he's a bad dude or musicians, right? I'd have him on any yeah. day because I it's I feel like it's the same thing. It's like fuck it haters they'll just keep posting about you they'll just keep fucking you know commenting driving up the engagement metrics you know it's not fun to read sure in a perfect world it's better to obviously not have that right but fuck it at least take the good from it of like "Eh, yeah like all right more people are checking out my shit now because they're shit talking me about it but at least they're checking it out um and then it finds the people that do actually care and it's always funny you'll like in group of friends one person will be like oh look at this fucking person doing this dumb shit and then the group of friends might be like, ah, okay, but the person that usually really fucks with it will just be quiet and then become a fan of by themselves. You know what I mean? They won't yeah, say exactly. much about it, which is really, which is really interesting. But yeah, that's, that's fucking crazy. And again, it's very, it's very mirrored to, even though you're coming from, well, I guess technically you are coming from the content creator background, but you're doing much more like music focused industry s things. It's cool to see how much that is mirrored through content creation. And again, like I said, Twitch, YouTube, and now TikTok. Which, of course, I want to get into before we before we stop for today. Uh, we have a new album from you coming, Bimbo Bimbo Core. Which funny fucking name? I love it. It's it's the it's the thing to just 
put a word in front of core nowadays and just kind of roll with it. You know what I mean? Like, and, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, and I fucking love that shit. So Bimbo Core, and again, talking to you now, I, I feel like I get the name, but I guess more directly, why is it called Bimbo Core? I think like, well, especially with the whole scene queen name and stuff, mm. I wanted to play into that whole like 2000s, 2010, early 2010 crunk core, metal core, right. all of these like elements and have it smushed into a new like package with the whole like trap metal meets like whatever pop meets, you know, whatever. And bimbo core, I think it's funny because I said it initially because, you know, TikTok at the time, it was like cottage core and like all these like aesthetics <laughs> on TikTok right. um, or kid core, like whatever, all these things that were like image wise. And then bimbo was already like popular on TikTok. And I was already saying like the bimbo thing, like I, my like icons growing up, you know, were like Paris Hilton, Elle Woods, like all these sort of people, um, which is why I dyed my hair blonde. Like I always just wanted to be one of those like extra blonde girls. You right, know? right. Um, so then like the bimbo core, like I was like, oh, this is a funny TikTok thing or whatever. But then it like made its way into like the core of who I am as an artist. <laughs> like I didn't, I mean, I had already been doing that like hyper femme branding, you know, but yeah. I think like just being able to play into that has been so empowering for me that I'm like, there's no way I could not have this be part of the initial EP because it just like so perfectly encompasses the sound. Mm. And then also I was getting a million like tweets and comments and whatever be like, your new or your debut album like has to be called Bimbo Core. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I am a people pleaser a hundred percent. I will give the people I'm like, if I get more than two comments saying to do something, I will do that thing. Like, yeah. Except for the kill yourself comments that that I won't do. But like, yeah, anything else, I will do that, you know, so I'm like, so enough people told me to put the bimbo core um, mm. as my title that I was like, I have to do this. And now it's it's just again, I love it so much. I'm so glad I said it. And it's just it feels so right for like the moment and everything. And, right. and especially playing into being the like antagonist or whatever, be like, I don't care. I'll make this like ditzy, whatever. Right. Metal, right. Like, and it'll be cool, you know. So right. well, that's that's where it came from. That that makes a lot of sense. And tying into into this this new release and and again the tracks you have been putting out is it's so funny because again I I love that you have that kind of the I don't want to say meme but like that very you know just fun approach. You know what I mean? Like you you're okay to just shoot the shit and have fun and play into you know the the image and all that, right? And this is what I always say: is people can shit talk all they want. But when you have a song have 2 million fucking views in one week or 2 million streams in one week, yeah, numbers talk more than I think anything else can. You know what I mean? And that's something, which again, we saw, I, I remember watching Pink Rover on the stream being like, this is fun. This is, I, well, I don't know what the fuck just happened, but it just happened. You know what I mean? And then going back two, two weeks later and being like, this song has 2 million fucking streams on Spotify. You know what I mean? So it don't even it don't even matter if you fight anyone who digs this shit or not, because the fu the numbers don't fucking lie. You know what I mean? And people are playing it, and it's exploding. So how did that feel for you, just Pink Rover, seeing that just go boom on Spotify? Um, I again, it's it's so recent, right? That I haven't processed it, gotcha. and I'm like almost afraid. I'm like dying choking on air right now. <laughs> it's so dry in my room. But yeah, so I like haven't processed it. And I almost like I'm afraid to even talk about numbers because I have this new EP coming out that I'm like, I don't want to jinx anything. Like, right. what if it's a fluke that people follow me, which is evidently not the case because we just like 
sold my UK tour out in like two or three days, you know, like mm. I, it's probably fine, knock on wood right now, but I'm like, I just, I try not even think about the numbers because I'm like, it'll lead me to so like unhealthy expectations. Yes. And like I said, I already went through all this like shit with the TikTok comments or whatever, like, you know, so I'm like, I just like, don't even acknowledge it. I just like try <laughs> Dude, you could if, ah. if you need to drink so what go go for it. Yeah, no no worries. No worries if you need to get water. Dying on stream. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, no worries. All good. Do your I got water. I, of course. Oh, Nick's always got his water bottle right there. You have water, yeah. Yeah, always you got to stay hydrated. Yeah. Hyd hydration is safety. Uh, besides stretching the neck for breakdowns and, you know, head banging, you guys know safety first. Stay hydrated, stretch your neck. All right. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> Then, then headbang all you fucking want. It right. turned into a PSA. PSA. <laughs> That's basically what happens on here. It's either memes, me embarrassing myself, or a PSA in some capacity. So we, we've highlighted all of these so far. So no worries on that. Oh, but yeah, sorry. Yeah. So what I was saying before I started dying, which I'm literally doing it again. <laughs> it's all good. Um, was that, yeah, I like, I don't, I don't think about the numbers. What I try and focus on is more like, the impact that it has on people. So people telling me that they listen to my song, like one person telling me that they listen to my song five times, right, means more to me than seeing like two million people listen to my song once. You know what I mean? Like right. seeing the people that come back and like they haven't just posted one TikTok video, they posted three, being like day three of getting seen queen to try and like say hi to me or whatever. Like that means so much to me that like people actually care enough about like me as a person to invest that sort of way right um that that's like kind of the most validating thing numbers wise though it is kind of like a cool like i don't know like i said <laughs> i said in pink bubblegum you know keywords saying i'm about to pop um pink bubblegum you know day right. one did about three thousand streams when it came out and i was like oh my god like because it was less than pink rover and it was or less than pink Less than Pretty in Pink and less than Are You Tired. So right. it was like my lowest streaming song when it came out. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm in my flop era. Like, this is the I've already peaked, it's done. Yeah, I'm like, this is the worst thing. I'm, I'm like, I must have made a mistake or something. Like I played too hard into the ditzy thing the first time around. Like, oh no, what did I just do to my career? Right. But then I was like, no, you knew that you were going to do this. And then I said, I'm about to pop in that song. And that next song popped off higher than anything I've ever done. Like to an amount that I can't even possibly comprehend, like to where like some of my heroes were even like reaching out to me, congratulating me like, shit, like that's more than I streamed my last song, like whatever. And I was like, you don't say like, that's crazy. Like, Well, I think that's, but, yeah, that, that's a healthier mindset. Cause I mean, if you do look at the numbers all the time, basically you'll never be happy unless everything does better than the next thing. And it's just, that's not life. You know what I mean? Like some things will just always do better bands and you know, artists will always have some songs that pop off more and then other ones that do really well and some that don't and you just learn from it. You know what I mean? So that's the best you can yeah, do. Yeah. And I think having like friends that are in bands, like also kind of helped me like have that mindset because when I dropped pink Bubblegum, it came out like a day or two before Halloween, which is, I shouldn't have like in hindsight, it is the worst time as like an emo artist to release music because every single person's like, I'm gonna do a spooky song and you're you're never gonna believe that I would do a spooky song. And you're like, oh, no way. Like surprising <laughs> that we all have like a Halloween themed thing. Like yeah. it is all emo's like favorite holidays. Like yes. my personality is based on 
my Halloween outfits, you know? <laughs> so, I'm like, so I released a song when a million other songs came out and like, I was shocked that it didn't go the way I wanted it to go. And then I had to like text my friend being like, I don't know, I'm just like, or I had to text like Ronnie from As It Is who co-wrote on the song. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I feel like I let you guys down like that this one didn't do as well. Cause I like, again, had no, I'm so new to like being an artist that I was like, I don't really know what's normal streams wise. And then he was like, listen, I'll show you like, he sent me a screenshot of their entire like Spotify per artist hmm. and being like, listen, like this song does like this amount, this song did less. Like I thought this was gonna be number one, but it's number three. I thought whatever, whatever, like you can't tell what's gonna happen with your career. The best you can do is be like happy that any of your songs do well at all. Yeah. So I'm like, so I was just trying to think about that. I'm like, well, worst case scenario, Pretty in Pink already did better than I thought it did, like would. Yeah. And Are You Tired? I couldn't have even imagined that for a new, like brand new artist. And then this is just absolutely monumental. Like Pretty in Pink or Pink Rover was like so beyond what I could have imagined. And like mm -hmm. such, I don't know, such a weird moment in the scene because inherently like heavier stuff like doesn't stream as well as pop songs. And oh, like yeah. that was like a, I've like worked on pop songs that did like even less than that, you know, or like had mm. friends that had like huge artists that didn't hit that number right away. So I'm like, that was so out of like what I could have possibly imagined that like, if I ever have anything that doesn't do that, I'm just like gonna <laughs> look at Pink Rover and be like, remember that one time, remember like, the one enjoy time. my one hit wonder era. Like, you know, I don't really, <laughs> I had my moment, you uh, know? Well, honestly, and it's a, if it is even just a moment, which I don't think it will be, it's. I think you'll have many moments. But fuck, that's hell of a moment to have. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's that's quite a moment yeah, to have. Yeah. Who who realized? No one knew that Boner got button micro for the scene, right? Like that. that <laughs> I, I even said when I left the like studio, I was like, I swear to God, if my Boner song is my biggest <laughs> song, and then of course the internet remains undefeated. Like I should have known that that was gonna be my thing. It's 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 always the Boner song that gets you. Yeah, that's that's that that's the one. Well, yeah, like I said, just the numbers don't fuck around, and it's it's cool to see you just do a person, a new artist come into this scene, you know, grinding and you know getting it done. And having to deal with, again, very relatable shit. Fucking people being idiots and leaving hateful shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's a very relatable story. And someone who is so also dedicated to doing what they love and still have and still focus on a brand and have that very business mindset and push things like TikTok. You know, have a very modern business mindset, even maybe more so to emphasize, right? And I guess last question before we, we finish up here. Um, metal TikTok, TikTok, what you're doing there, what everyone's doing there, the trap stuff, whatnot. Where do you think, where do you think it's going? Is it still here five years from now? Is it only getting bigger? What do you think? I think that we are fully like post genre now. Yes. And I okay. think if this exact sound doesn't stay away, there's going to be a million like branches off of this that sounds similar or whatever. I do have a hard time, like really calling myself trap metal because i feel like that genre is so new yeah. and i feel like i'm like the whitest possible person in the entire <laughs> world to be branded as like someone that's pushing <laughs> trap metal music okay. you know what i mean so like i didn't i don't feel like it's warranted yet right. i'm like i haven't really like cut my teeth in that world enough to like be considered like a trap whatever right. like trap artist so that's why i kind of say the bimbo core is my shtick because i'm like i haven't like earned whatever to be in that realm yet but i think trap metal like and adjacent things to it like that's where we're headed because i mean 
pop culture, like popular music right now is like, again, so trap based, like modern production is all so similar in every single sides. Like even country music now has like trap production in it. Yeah. I think it's like using it or trap metal has made metal a lot more accessible to people too, because it's like easier to produce things when you don't have to pay for miking an entire drum set, right? Like being able to use trap drums or like hmm. electronic drums in your production, like makes things so much easier for small artists like me that don't have like this crazy budget for production. Like I can't run $3,000 studio days every single time I want to like record something, you know? Right. I'm like, so this like, I think it's bound to grow one because it's again, a very accessible form from form of metal for people. Hmm. And two, like, trap and things like that are so like ingrained in popular music now that i think popular music is going to be so like random and post genre in the future that like metal and like genres that are traditionally very like one way mm -hmm. are bound to take on like more and more of that in hmm. some capacity yeah no that's that's amazing to hear and, and I, I yeah trap metal is I, I i mean in its own kind of era i know it's been for a bit like a few years but it's in terms of like coming into tiktok and metal right that's where it's like what is a lot of people are like what, what the fuck is this you know this is some new stuff and you hear it's cool you hear a lot of metal bands make trap influenced songs right so they'll still be dun dun yeah. dun very heavy screaming only right and they'll be like these little trap interludes and shit like that which is cool and then you hear trap metal, which is like, you know, a person spitting and screaming over 808s, you know, <laughs> the entire time and, and all that. So it's, it's cool to kind of see where, I, where, where that kind of is all going. And it's cool to see the place you have there and, you know, going more that Bimblecore route and, you know, full, going for the brand and seeing what happens. And um, honestly, even on my side, best advice I can give you just doing this shit for fucking eight years is just... Have fun, be confident, and fuck the haters, fam. <laughs> just straight yeah. up. You know what I mean? Because, <laughs> like I said, no matter what anyone says, you know, if they like shit or not, the numbers don't fucking lie, and that's the shit that actually matters. That's the stuff that's going to sell the tickets. That's the stuff that's going to keep you getting more people to listening to your stuff and more haters, you know. Fuck them, but it's, it's going to happen, right? And that's the stuff that's just going to get you more and more opportunities to kind of fulfill whatever dream you have, to just, you know, kick ass fully and, and do what you want. So, uh, guys... Can we get some claps for Scene Queen? God damn, what a fun fucking interview. Thank you so much for, you know, coming on the stream to hang out. Yes, yeah, scene queen. Yes, yeah, scene. <laughs> oh, like, sorority snaps, yeah. Sorority snaps, yeah, like, exactly. Do you typically have people that have, like, a whole sorority paddle, like, set up in their backdrop for your I, streams? I, or is this, like, new energy for This you? is new energy, but it's fine. It's I'm, I'm right now green screening an anime room, so it's it's all good. You know, it's we're, we're just going with the flow. But, yes, honestly, scene queen, it's, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. It's so cool to see the person behind, you know, the... The fucking craziness and, and and all that like i love it again it's great to know you and you seem like just a very confident um humble person that wants to make fun music that you enjoy so honestly all all respect for that i wish you the best of luck again guys bimbo queen uh, bimbo core not queen bimbo core new album scene queen out this friday fucking hell go go pre-order it go buy it check it out i'm excited i'm gonna check out a few of those this this friday as well and um fuck yeah i'm excited to see what you do next and honestly it's been a pleasure. You know, always feel free to reach out if you want to do more dumb shit. If you want to react to TikTok. If you want to do trap metal stuff together even. Let me know. I'm always down my community. Right, for sure. Yeah, fucking hell yeah. I'm a community. I had a blast. Thank you so much for taking time. Any last second seconds words before you before you head out? Buy my shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you buy your shit. Fucking yeah. I'll, I'll say it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like material girl, you know? Like... <laughs> 
that's the content creator coming out. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Merch right now on sale. Go right. Fucking. I love it. Scene queen, everyone. Thank you so much again. Uh, best of luck with the album release. And yeah, we'll, we'll stay in touch. Feel free to hit me up with whatever, whatever dumb shit metal stuff you feel like doing. All right. Thanks for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. No problem. Have a good one. Peace out. Bye.